Hi there, and welcome in this sixth episode of the Rebel Leader with a Heart podcast. So in a previous episode, I already talked about the importance of managing your mindset before your actions, especially in these fast-changing digital times. So you should always manage your mindset, your interpretations before taking action. And you should do that as a leader, but also as an organization. But then what I didn't tell you is how you can manage your mindset. And that's what this podcast is all about. How can you manage your mindset? I'm Muriel, CEO, mom and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today, I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week, I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. And first, I wanted to say that I don't know about you, but I've learned many things in my studies and in my careers. I've learned things about how to do business, how to manage others, how to be task-oriented, how to do projects, and a lot of things, how to transform an organization. But what I never learned, in truth, is how can I manage myself? And that's really important because it's by managing myself, by transforming from within, that I was able to have different results and a very successful life and a successful transformation. And managing myself is just noticing and seeing how I see the world, how I react to things, how I think, what are my thoughts, what are my beliefs, and also what are my limiting beliefs, what do I feel, and even more importantly, what are my conditioned behaviors? So what are the habits that I have? So one thing that you really need to do and that I learned to do to change my mindset was to observe myself. And so observe myself because if I didn't notice that something wasn't serving me, how can I change it? And it's the same in your organization. If you don't see that something is not working, how can you do something about it? And so the first step of every transformation, whether it's to change your mindset or something else, is to first observe yourself. And when I observed myself, I noticed that I had certain habits so, for instance, since a little girl, I was this good student. I've already talked about it, I think. But I have always been the one who liked to deliver what was expected from me. And I did that from a very young age. So people were asking me things, teachers, and I would do that because that was the way to good grades. And in my career, I became a CEO because I could deliver things. So that was something really important and a habit that was deeply ingrained in me. But this habit was now really standing in the way. And when I was observing myself, 
I noticed that I was saying yes to too many things and that was now standing in the way of my own success. So for instance, let me tell you the story of people asking me, for instance, if I wanted to be part of board of directors, you know, these board of directors that meet four or six times a year. And because I really liked a person who asked me and because I thought, yeah, it might be a good idea. I'm, I'm always open to new things and enthusiastic about new things. So I said, yes, okay, I will do it. But then I noticed that this wasn't really for me. I was bored in these meetings because I'm often bored in meetings. I really don't like meetings. People were talking about a lot of things. And so I had said yes to something that wasn't really aligned with what I wanted to reach and which was giving me more work on top of everything that I had. So this was a habit that I had, the habit of not disappointing people because I hate disappointing people. I don't know about you. This again has been a deeply ingrained habit that I learned in school. And because I hate disappointing people, because I like helping people, I was ending up constantly saying yes to many people, many opportunities or many things that gave me energy. But that was costing me a lot because I couldn't deliver everything anymore. And another thing that I noticed was that I had this little voice in my head constantly telling me I'm not good enough. So I would do something, I would implement a new plan or a new project or launch a new platform at work and then we would hit a challenge. And just the thought that we might fail or not hit the budget or not hit what my shareholders were expecting was already frightening me. And when I hit this challenge, I would automatically tell myself, I'm not good enough. I should have seen this. I should have done that. I should have anticipated this. And I often say that this, um, this little thought, recurring thought that was in my head, that was telling me I'm not good enough, was in, on some level very helpful because it got me where I am today. It got me to become the CEO of an organization because when I was telling myself I'm not good enough, I would take action, I would learn new things, I would try new things, I would do uh, other things. And so it was helping me grow, but it was helping me grow at a very high cost because my stress levels were very high and I was not feeling good about myself. And so this little voice of I'm not good enough and I I know probably a lot of you have this little voice as well, especially women. I think some men have it as well, but we often have very high standards. And when we don't meet these very high standards that we set for ourselves in our private life, in our professional life, for our body, to have the perfect body, to exercise, to have lots of friends, to be helpful to others, to be successful. And so we set very high standards. And when we don't reach them, there is this little voice that tells us, you're not good enough. You suck. You, you should have done something else. And so this is, for instance, a mindset or a belief 
that was now standing in the way of my success because it was costing me too much. It was costing me too much and it was constantly putting me into action, immediate action, instead of just saying, okay, I'm not good enough. Thank you for that thought. You have brought me very far in the past, but now I know that I am enough. I am enough and it's okay. And I'm going to pause to analyze the situation, to see what is happening, to think about the outcome I want to reach, and then I will do something else. So that was, for instance, when I observed myself, a recurring thought that I had that would put me into action, but that would exhaust me, spike up my stress levels, and also make me feel bad because I had all these negative thoughts. Now, I want you to think about that. What are recurring thoughts that you are having? Are you telling yourself, I'm not good enough, or people don't respect me, or I'm not worth it, or whatever? Because these unconscious thoughts may have served you at some point, but by observing yourself, you might notice that these thoughts are not serving you anymore, and that you should rewire your brain and change your mindset or your beliefs. I'm interrupting my own podcast to let you know that in the last years, I've helped many leaders build meaningful lives and organizations. And I've identified specific traits that characterizes each of them. Do you want to know which type of leader you are? Take our free two-minute quiz to find out. Go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com slash quiz or to the show notes of this episode to take it. You'll receive your leadership profile, seven personalized lessons, and a roadmap to transform yourself, your team, or organization. And remember, you are a leader of your life. You don't have to have a team to take this quiz. Now, let's go back to our episode. Now, another story I had was, I have to be strong. This is something that is also very deeply ingrained in me. I have to be a strong leader. I have to be a strong mother. I have to be a strong woman. And so someone strong doesn't show his vulnerability. And at some point in my career, this was really becoming heavy. I remember that at some point we didn't hit the budget or I was afraid that we weren't going to hit the budget that my shareholders had set for us. And I was afraid that I would have to restructure the organization because we weren't going to meet the objectives. And the shareholders were asking me very stupid things to implement, to compensate for the fact that we were not going to hit that budget. And I was telling myself, but... My team is already working this hard and the people in my organization are already working this hard. I cannot share this information with them. I have to protect my team. I really have to protect them. And so by by thinking that, because I thought I had to be strong and strong for them and not only for me, but strong for my team and for my organization, but by by trying to protect them and by taking all the responsibility on my shoulders, what was happening is that I was 
alienating myself from them. I was becoming a distant person. People could feel probably that something wasn't okay, but I was hiding behind this image of it's okay, everything is under control, we are strong, and I was even disconnected to myself. And I remember I, I, I was already following my coaching uh, training at that time, and my coach asked me the questions when I told her, this is heavy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue like this because the, the pressure is too heavy coming from above that I have to do more, more profit, faster, with less people and the pressure coming from below. We need more people. It's not possible to do all these tasks. And, and I was trying to protect everyone and to take everything on my shoulders. And then my coach asked me this question that really, really shifted something in me. She said, with who can you share this responsibility? And I was thinking, with who can I share this responsibility? But I have to be strong. I have to protect them. I cannot share this with my management team because they are already almost burning out. If I tell them what my shareholders expect on top of everything else, they will burn out. And so, no, I have to keep that and to protect them. But something really shifted in me just with this question, who can you share this responsibility with? And that's when I realized that by observing myself, by getting this question, I was trying to take too much on my shoulders by myself. And if you take too much on your shoulders and only on your shoulders, the burden is very heavy. And what I had to learn to do is to share that burden with my team and with my organization. And when I started to do that and just to say, okay, I don't know how we are going to fix this. And of course, I didn't share it with a panic reaction like, oh my God, I don't know how we were going to solve this. This is horrible because then, of course, nobody will be able to take that burden on their shoulders. But when I was sharing the thing simply like, okay, guys, this is the situation. We are still expected to do more. I know it's, prob it's probably not possible. These are the risks. There are risks of restructuring if we don't reach more. So how are we going to tackle this? I know there is an answer. I'm, I'm sure that we will find it together but we have to face the facts as they are. And when I started to do that and also to just share my vulnerability and by sharing my vulnerability, what I mean by that is just sharing that sometimes I just don't know. I started to say, I don't know how we are going to solve this, but I know we will find a solution. Or... Sharing my vulnerability was also sharing how I felt. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uh, tensed about this. I'm also feeling sad. I'm feeling angry because it's not fair what they request from us. And that was also sharing my vulnerability, just sharing how I felt, sharing that I didn't know things. And then 
also sharing the responsibility, not only with my team, but with my organization. But I could only do that because I observed myself and I noticed that when I wasn't doing that, when I was taking everything on my shoulders, when I was putting this superwoman mask, it wasn't serving me anymore. It was first very heavy. I was almost burning out. But also, it wasn't serving me anymore because the people, they felt something was wrong and my strong image was alienating them from me. So they didn't feel connected to me anymore. And so we did, we weren't getting the results that we wanted because we needed the whole organization or the whole team to solve this issue. So it was only when I started to share responsibility, to share vulnerability, that we also started to have great results, but also that people started to really follow me and my vision and believe in me. And they, they saw something bigger than themselves. They felt this responsibility. And that's what I wanted to share. So the first thing that you need to do if you want to change your mindset, change your beliefs, change your thoughts, it is observe yourself. What are your current thoughts? What are your current feelings, sensations? What are your current patterns. Uh, maybe as soon as you are under pressure, you become dominant. That was me. And when I was under pressure and taking all this burden on my shoulders and becoming dominant towards my team, shouting out instructions, well, maybe not shouting, that's not my style, but, but giving instructions um, to people, well, it wasn't helping because my instructions were not, were probably not the right one. It was only when we solved the issue with a whole team, that we could find a way to fix the things. So how can you change things if you don't even see who you are when you are under pressure? So if you want to transform yourself, if you want to change your mindset or the mindsets within your organization, you will have to learn to observe what is happening inside of you. So observe your thoughts, observe your emotions, observe your sensations. Because for instance, every time I had the feeling that I would disappoint someone, I could feel a pressure on my chest. And because of this pressure on my chest, I didn't want to feel that anymore. And so I escaped that by just saying yes to people. And then I wouldn't disappoint them. But at the end, I would disappoint them because when I said yes to too many things, I couldn't do all these things. It was impossible. So we are now at the end of this podcast. What I'm going to ask you is if you want to change your mindset, please observe yourself. Observe yourself, observe your team, observe your organization so that you know what your current mindset, what your current beliefs, what your current thoughts are today that might not serve you. Only with a new mindset, with a new way of seeing your world, with new thoughts, will you take new actions, actions that were not visible to you before. And with those new actions, that's when you will reach great results. Okay, we are at the end of this podcast and I'll see you 
very soon in our next podcast. Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, you Rebel Leader with a Heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry. Because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. Keyleader.com slash fast times. Qileader.com slash fast times. Now let's dive into today's podcast episode.